0: Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left, press coverage, snap, Tahini throws it over the middle, intercepted, intercepted, intercepted Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey oh, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for Die Hard Packer fans by Die Hard Packer Fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender Underscore. Trevor As always, you can find my writing at Dairyland Express. Today, I am joined with Tyler, a.k.a. T. Plush. You can find Tyler on Twitter, at Tyler Kurth. And you can find his writing at ReviewingTheBrew on Twitter as well. As always, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Trilogy underscore pod, and on YouTube as well. We are the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast there. Today, as I'm sure you've guessed, we are recapping... The big 35-16 victory over the Chicago Bears to clinch the number one seed in the NFC, home field throughout, first round by, all of those things. Before we get into our game recap, Tyler, how are you doing?
1: Well, before we do get into the game recap, I have a beer recap to do. I currently am holding Trevor's half bison beer that he told me was way too banana-y. And he pawned it off on me, which I'm not going to complain about. But I'm going to reveal my initial thoughts right here, right now. So here we go. It does have a very strong taste of banana, but I <laughs> <Yeah>. like it. <laughs> but yeah, I
0: like I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why or how. I Most of, for those that don't know, most of the flavor from... The banana and clove flavor you get in Heavey are from the yeast, and I used a similar yeast and a very traditional one, so I'm not wa- not sure why I got all banana flavors. It's it's fine. It's just not exactly what I was looking for, um, but you know, beer's beer. You know, you got a fifth of the beer that I have at my house uh, <laughs> for that for that specific beer actually. So you know. When you I brought two growlers over to you, so you got a gallon of my five, Tyler, so yes. there you go.
1: That'll <laughs> last me for a week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have more people to share that one with, so we'll have to see how long that lasts me, which, well, it's not really me, it's other people, basically. Um, let's get into this game, because that's why you are here. Let's talk about this football game. We'll go through the recap like we always do drive by drive. And then we'll get into more of our talking points and talk more about the game and break it down further. So to start, Bears have a nice long drive, seven and a half minutes, 14 plays for a touchdown. Uh, Packers get the ball back, 12 plays, 80 yards for just over seven and a half minutes and a touchdown. And that Packers touchdown, even though it was the first drive, Happened in the second quarter. Granted, five seconds into the second quarter, but into the second quarter. Chicago gets the ball back. They punt. And I was like, okay, here we go. Go down score. We'll be looking good. Nope. Tavon Austin decides it was a good time to fumble the football. And the Bears get the ball at the 37-yard line. And they're able to get eight yards. And they end up having to kick the field goal. And now it's 10-7. Packers get the ball back three plays later. It is 14-10 um, on the big 72-yard touchdown pass to MVS. Bears get the ball back, and Cole Kmet fumbles. And it was recovered by Rashawn Gary. Jair Alexander is credited with the force fumble. There, Packers take advantage, go down, score a touchdown um, to make it 21-10. Bears get a field goal, 13 plays, um, just under four minutes for that field goal. So it's 21, 13 and end of half was just, they kicked it and made us return it. And that was the end of the half. Uh, Packers come out, they punt the first drive of the second half. Bears go down 11 plays and get a field goal. Um, noteworthy that play there that drive started at the 11 for Chicago so quite a long drive for them packers punts on a three and out uh, bears 15 plays for 51 yards over 8 minutes off the clock do not score the football turnover <laughs> on downs there that was a big play or a big time stop for the defense uh packers go down get a touchdown um, and that was the Aaron Jones four-yard run up the middle there, and that made the game 28-16. Packers end up getting the interception interception by Adrian Amos. At that point, it was pretty much the dagger. There's just over three minutes left in the in the game, um, and then the Packers proceed to go down and get another touchdown to Devontae Adams, who tied the Packers history in touchdowns in a season. there rec- receiving touchdowns in a season, I should say. Um, and then the bears get the ball back, you know, move down the field relatively easily, but doesn't matter. Um, Jimmy Graham can't get in on the last play to get them a garbage time touchdown, which they have been good at against the Packers this year. But that was it. That was the game. 35, 16, um, you know, the end score says it's rather convincing, but really it wasn't until about halfway through that fourth quarter that I was like ultra, ultra confident, right? I was pretty confident throughout. I Even at 21-16, I thought the Packers were going to win it. Even after they punted the second time in a row in the beginning of the second half, I still was pretty confident in their ability to come back and, and score enough points to win this game. And they didn't have to score in the second half looking at it here so let's get into this Tyler what do you where do you want to start with this game
1: well I mean really I think the Bears game plan wasn't bad I mean like the first quarter if you're a Bears fan you feel great like you ate up most of the clock you scored a touchdown the Packers only have one drive in the first quarter but then really the Bears kind of fell apart with the fact of they didn't score a touchdown the rest of the game <laughs> So just three more field goals after that. So, you know, I think this did show that the Packers like this is the way to beat them, to take long drives, to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. But I was really impressed with our ability to put up points when this happens. Like you have to be able to move the ball and answer after you've been sitting on the sidelines for, you know, the first eight, nine minutes of the first quarter. And they did a they did a fairly I mean, they didn't score it. I guess they did score in the second quarter. They did score on the first drive. So uh, I was proud and glad to see that. And I mean, all in all this game really, it shouldn't have been close because there was an MBS drop in the third quarter. That just absolutely blew my mind. It was Rogers first incompletion of the game. I mean, that's another seven points that should have been on the board. So really it should have been 42 to 16. So while I will agree the game didn't feel like yes we for sure have this until the fourth quarter it should have been locked up in the third it really should have but due to another mbs drop it wasn't so that's just kind of how the game went <laughs>
0: yeah and it you know up until that point he was having a solid game you know it wasn't anything spectacular by any means i don't think he was rewriting any record books but i felt like Before that, he had that big touchdown of 72 yards on the first drive. Um, Tyler, I told you right away, it was the very first pass of the game for the Packers. It was after they ran the ball with Aaron Jones on the left end, you know, strung it out. Roquan Smith was able to make the tackle in the backfield, second and 11, second play of the game for the Packers offense. And he hits MBS for 15 yards and it was it wasn't anything spectacular but it was he found the zone sat down made a clean hands catch didn't bobble it and i'm like okay this might be the the time that we see mbs show up and have a good game um and then he has the big touchdown and you're like all right this is this is his game um and then that that was a perfect throw like absolutely perfect right in the bucket and MVS flat out has to make that catch. There was no defender there. It was trailing by two, three, four yards, like absolutely has to make that catch. Should have been an easy touchdown. Instead of the Packers punt, um, that was the first punt of the third quarter. Then the Bears go down and get a field goal and they have to punt again on a three and out. And this is kind of where I see the difference from last year's offense to this year's offense because last year's offense I felt like would have ended the game with another two or three punts after that but this offense goes out gets two more touchdowns and ends the game with their next two drives essentially defense helps with the interception those types of things but and stopping them on downs is a big one too So the defense definitely came up and definitely stepped up in key moments. You know, the fumble, the interception, turnover on downs, and then holding them to field goals when, like, especially on that muffed punt, or not even a muffed punt, it was just a fumble on the return, Um, you know, holding them to a field goal there. You know, they were able to drive early in that – early in this game – you know, into the third quarter, even with their first drive of the third quarter being 11 plays, 87 yards. But as you mentioned, holding them to field goals is huge. And they mentioned it on the broadcast after their first field goal, you can't get field goals against this team. You can't get field goals against this team because you need touchdowns. And now touchdowns wouldn't have won them the game because if you just take away the field goals and give them touchdowns, there. That means they have four touchdowns. It's 28-35. They still don't win the game. um, But you're still in the game then at that point. But overall, it, it was impressive. You know, this, Tyler, you said it. This is how teams can beat the Packers, right? Take the ball away from Aaron Rodgers in this offense and score. Now they have to do a better job of scoring. They can't kick field goals like the Bears did. But take the ball away and score. And in this game, they had... Over 10 minutes longer with the ball. They had 30 more plays offensively than the Packers did. Just very impressive. I want to touch on one thing. You think about that. The Packers scored more than double the points the Bears did in 30 less plays. The Bears had 74. Packers had 44 plays. And then you look at yards per play. It's just crazy. Bears 4.8 yards per play. Packers 7.2. And that right there shows you the differences between these two teams, the difference between these two offenses, even against a good Bears defense, this Packers team is still getting, you know, into second and three on every first down. If averages were perfect, right? It's just, it's just incredible. Um, this offense was amazing. Aaron Rodgers was very good, outside of a couple throws that probably should have been intercepted, um, but overall you know, you got the MVS drop, you got those couple throws from Aaron Rodgers, but offensively, was there anything more to complain
1: about? No, I mean, there really isn't. I mean, I think the icing on this cake is that Amos got to end the Bears season again. And then I'm calling it the double dagger because after the Amos interception, you had the Devontae touchdown, which just ultimately put the game completely out of question. So that was really cool to see. And I mean, you're talking about offense. I mean, 35 points is great. Rodgers has four touchdowns, which you already touched touchdown. But, like, it was kind of like he, he spread the ball out a lot. Like, Devontae had six catches, but only 46 yards. His touchdown came late in the fourth. MBS was our leading receiver with 87 yards on two catches. Otherwise, it was sprinkling Aaron Jones every now and then. Tanyan found the end zone again like he has been all season. And then... Lazard came up with a few catches in the fourth, which he always seems like to do. Daphne, I mean, people didn't even know who that was until he caught that touchdown pass. So kind of sprinkled the ball around a lot more than normal, which was really good to see. I think the only thing I would have liked to have seen more of was A.J. Dillon. Like he came coming off that big week last week. We saw him in the backfield, what, on two plays I can specifically remember. One time he got the ball, oh, three plays. One time he got the ball, the other time it was a fake to him, and then they swung it to Jones, and I don't remember what the third play was. But, uh, I mean, I feel like that's these late winter games. You want him as your closer. Like, put him in there. I mean, I, I like Jamal Williams. He's a hard bruising back too. But, man, A.J. Dillon's a bus, He's a train. You ain't You ain't getting in the way of him, especially now that we have home field locked up. So I want to see more of him come these more cold-weather games. So a
0: couple things. First off, you mentioned Daphne. Um, I know my diehard Packer fans know who that was because (laughs) he, he has been on the team for actually quite a bit of the year. He hasn't gotten outside of, you know, fullback blocking opportunities. He hasn't gotten many opportunities. He did catch a pass last week. Um, But I think you mentioned it and, and tweeted it Tyler off of our podcast, Twitter, this is an offense where you have to guard everyone. You can't just key on Devontae or Aaron Jones because this scheme can allow, you know, Dominic Daphne's of the world to get touchdowns. It it allowed Robert Tunyon, who they mentioned this on the broadcast, had 10 catches last year. He had has 11 touchdowns this year. Like this offense – Not saying that Tunyon hasn't improved or anything like that, but this offense allowed him to take such a huge step forward. Um, And that's what is great about this offense. And it makes it a lot easier for Aaron Rodgers. You know, he can go through his progressions and see that Dominic Daphne is absolutely wide open in the end zone. Like it's when Aaron Rodgers is playing like this, and then you give him an offense where he doesn't have to be superhero, you know, 2011, put my team on my back type Aaron Rodgers. It's just awesome. Um, second, you know, you talked about A.J. Dillon. And I agree with you. I wanted to see him. I, I definitely wanted to see him. And that third play was literally um, that swing screen to Aaron Jones again. It was the same play. Except that time they got literally it was two on three. Packers had two blockers. They had two defense, or defensive backs out there, and then it was Aaron Jones who had kind of a free run for a little bit till the safety and everyone got over. But um, yeah, I, I wish I would have saw a little bit more of him. Do I understand what Matt LaFleur is doing? Yes. He trusts Jamal Williams to be in there and pick up and pass pro. He knows Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones 100%. They trust them and not saying that they don't for A.J. Dillon, but we know what this offense is with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, and it, I feel like at this point it's just a continuity thing. And what we saw against Tennessee is a, okay, we, we can run with this guy next year. You know, I don't know how much of a factor he will be in the postseason. I hope he is because, like you mentioned, especially January in Lambeau Field – I don't know any human being that wants to get in front of that guy. Just, I, I think it could be a factor. We'll have to see what LaFleur and company um, kind of scheme up and, and give him, if they give him the opportunities to be that guy, Tyler, do you have anything else offensively um, or do you want to go ahead to the defense?
1: Um, No, let's go ahead and switch over to the defense. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think you have to start with the run game. I mean, this is back-to-back weeks where I think we've exceeded expectations, especially as of us fans. Montgomery ends with 22 carries, 69 yards. Drink. Nice. (laughs) Hey, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think, granted, Montgomery was a little banged up today, but still, like, he was – I know you're gonna. Your argument's gonna be he was playing against crap defenses the last three weeks, but I think Dave Montgomery's a good back. I mean, he was active in the receiving game too. Nine catches for 63 yards today. So I mean, altogether he puts together over 120 yards, but only finds the end zone once, and that was obviously their only touchdown of the game. So if you just dial this back into the running game, I think players are executing again. You mentioned time and time today as we were watching the game, Rashawn Gary setting a great edge. How many times did we see the interior defense players uh, like Kenny Clark, especially just blowing guys up and making plays. So I think this run defense is really hitting their stride at the right time and building on some really good momentum.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't seen Rashawn Gary setting edges, you know, As fans, it's very easy to just watch the football and kind of, you know, just see where the play is going, all those types of things. But if you get a chance, just take, you know, a snap here, a snap there, and just watch Rashawn Gary because he does a very good job in the run game. There's one play in particular. I don't even remember when it was during the game, but it was on the near sideline. He came up had one arm kind of standing up the guy, kind of pushing him towards up well into the backfield and setting a hard edge that way and seeing where the ball is going shucks that guy and, and goes and gets the ball. Now the ball carrier cut up and he I don't think he got to him till two or three yards down the field. But that setting that hard edge got him towards the inside where there was other guys ready to make the play. But Rashawn Gary doesn't give up. He still shucks his block and goes and tries to help get the ball carrier. And to your point, I do think David Montgomery is a good player. I liked him coming out of school. You know, it actually worried me a little bit when they drafted him. I think he is a good player. And I'm not saying that to, like, completely discredit what he was doing. I just think, you know, there it's like – what the graphic they showed early in the game you know what he did the first 6 weeks or whatever compared to what he's done the last 5 or however they broke that up they it's like there's this in between right that there's two extremes one was really really terrible one was really really good he's somewhere in the middle he's not that insanely good back at least not right now not saying he couldn't be but right now he's just not that back And uh, to me, that's kind of what we saw today. You know, they do get over 100 yards, but at a 3.5 yard average for the entire team, you'll take that every time, especially like if they're going to run the ball 30 times and you put up 35 points and (laughs) your offense gets an additional what? 13 plays over their run plays and your offense just destroys them anyways, like who cares if they're getting three and a half yards a carry, if they want to sit there and run the ball at three and a half yards, a clip, be my guest, because eventually it's going to, you're not by law of averages. You're not going to get three and a half every single time, right? There's going to be some where you get four or five. There's going to be some where you get one or two, You get that one or two on one drive, you know, three plays in a row, you decide to run it. You get that on one drive. That's a three and out. Boom. You're down seven. Do that on another drive later in the game. Boom. You're down 14. That's how this offense works. So to me at three and a half yards a clip, this defense, that's very good for this defense. And that's going to work with this offense on the other side of it. Um, So I do think that is very good for this Packers defense. I thought, you mentioned Rashawn Gary I thought he had a really good game um, I still think Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage have been playing extremely well and not just the interception for um, Adrian Amos but he continues him and Darnell Savage are just like flying over all over the place you know when no one else can make a tackle it seems like Adrian Amos just comes up and destroys people and makes the tackle um, but Overall, I just thought those two continue to play well, and I feel like that makes it so much easier fight for Jair Alexander. And the combination of those three makes it hard for opposing offenses to really get going. And you look at Trubisky's numbers, they're not terrible, but 33 for 42 for 252, that's a six-yard average and no touchdowns and an interception, that's that's great for this defense. Combine that with 3.5 yards of carry on the rush, I don't think there's any team that's going to put up that stat line and beat this Packers offense so long as they don't shoot themselves in the foot.
1: That's very true. And, I mean, Amos should have had that fumble, too, if it wasn't for Preston freaking jumping offside. So, like, not only making tackles, but, like, making mm-hmm. big plays. Like, I told you today, I'm like, Are you sure Amos wasn't one of the seven selected to the Pro Bowl? Because I could have swore he was. Like, he's playing at that level. So I I feel like he got robbed. But he definitely could be one of these guys to help contribute as we go along this postseason run, much like he has been doing much of the season as well. Um, And I guess the last little bit I want to mention about the run defense was I really like to see – uh, if I think back to that first drive in particular, David Montgomery was just kind of slowly getting these like third and shorts. He was converting first down, first down. And Dean Lowry had a chance for a tackle and he missed it. And all of a sudden the next first down, you're like, hey, look, Snacks is in. And I was like, yeah, that's Matt LaFleur, like competition, competition. If you ain't going to make the play, you're out. So, I mean, granted Lowry did come up with some other plays later on in the game, but I like that he rotated him in right away. We got to see him today in live action He gets another week to just practice with the team, get more familiar with his defensive players, the calls, the signals, all that good jazz. So I'm excited to see kind of what that rotation does come our first playoff game.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, with that move of getting snacks, I do think that means that they're going to use him, right? They're they're definitely going to use him. And, you know, considering I didn't even know with all the COVID protocols if he was even going to be allowed to play in this game and practice this week, clearly he was. So that was great to see him. And with another, you know, two weeks of practice before they play their next game, he's going to be very integrated into the defense. We're going to see a lot more of him, I think. Um, But it's definitely something to monitor. And, yes, Tyler, I made sure I double-checked Adrian Amos was – definitely a snub I think snub, um, yep. <laughs> including Corey Lindsley and Robert Tunyon in that because Tunyon I don't I still don't understand like Corey Lindsley I think has been the best center in football for the last two seasons probably um, I really don't understand how he doesn't make it don't understand how Tunyon doesn't make it especially over Evan Ingram who had a pass that he basically caused the interception today, literally perfect pass from Daniel Jones, right through his hands off of his helmet into the hands of the Cowboys defender. And then Adrian Amos, like we were talking about, he has been really good. And it feels like he's been really, really good. Like in the last, probably half the season. So to me, that is the one that I get the most of. Okay. Why wasn't he in? Yes. I get Adrian Amos. Early on in the year, him and Darnell Savage didn't seem to be clicking. They are clicking now. They are really, really fun to watch. I I love those two on the back end. Um, you add in Jair Alexander. It, it's just a fun secondary. And, you know, Kevin King, for as much as he bothers me, <laughs> stresses me out. You know, if he just catches that interception in the end zone, like <laughs> if... We know he's going to be up and down, but if he can just make those splash plays every once in a while, every game, every other game, you know, that could be the difference between there being another Lombardi trophy in Lambeau or not. Because, you know, when we get in these, you know, January, February games, those plays have to be made. And speaking of plays that have to be made, you might have more on defense, but one thing I want to say, hold on to the football Tavon Austin. Yes, please. 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 Just just fair catch it. I I we can do negative punt yards again. I don't care because this offense can move the football. They can score seemingly at will. So just just fair catch it. Catch the ball, live to fight another day because that could have been a huge turning point in this game. You know, if the Bears score a touchdown there, um Packers are you know maybe they get a little down they don't have a good drive you know whatever happens and the Bears get the ball back and now instead of it you know the Packers having the ball and a chance to extend or get a lead now the Bears have a two touchdown lead and you're like what happened just fair catch it like I at this point I trust our offense to move the ball more than I trust the special teams to make a play because they have shown time and time again this year that they can't. So just fair catch it. Like, I get you're an NFL player. You want to make things happen. You've done it in the past. He's been a very good returner during his career. But at this point, just, just catch it. That's all you have to do. Wave your hand in the air, then catch it, and then just run to the sidelines. And then maybe you'll come back out for a jet
1: motion or two. Yeah, maybe Trevor Davis is still available. Why don't we just re-pick oh, him gosh. up? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Tyler. I don't need a stroke before I go into work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. But I, yeah, I agree. Special teams is just such a disaster. I'm. It's just only going to make me hold my breath even more because now that we have home to the advantage, the weather's going to be Lord knows what. Like, that's just even more stress I don't need. So just catch the freaking football. I agree.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um. So. Going
0: into our, I, I want to talk about the defense one more time here. So, we talked about Rashawn Gary a little bit. I really like his play as of late. And Preston Smith was coming on. You know, he started to play a little better, started to get a little bit more flashy plays. And today, not hardly at all. <laughs> on ESPN's box score, They have him credited for one thing, one quarterback hit in this game, no tackles, no sacks, no, no, nothing other than one quarterback hit. And I felt like he was out there early in the game quite a bit. And as the game went on and maybe I just noticed, uh, Rashawn Gary a little bit more, but maybe it was because Preston was on the sidelines a little bit. I don't know exactly what happened. Um, but you know, unproductive games hurt and we'll kind of have to see what the, you know, actual pressure rate was, but one quarterback hit and no other stats is, is kind of frustrating while Zadarius and and Rashawn Gary, not overly productive games. You know, there was only one sack in the game and that was from Christian Kirksey, but you know, to me, we got to see a little bit of something from Preston. Otherwise I don't understand why Rashawn Gary is not getting more snaps than him.
1: I completely agree. I feel like we've been saying this most of the season and then Preston just gave us this false hope, which we're so used to seeing by now and, and the snap counts or snap percentages just don't seem to flip like we want them to. So very, very frustrating. I, I will agree with you on that. Um, I mean really I mean you talk about just like pressures in general today each team only had one sack so like Kirksey got one for the Packers today and then I think it was was it Mac yeah Mac got one for the Bears so obviously there were some QB hits and some pressures in there um but just kind of a strange game like we had been you know kind of building up to that a lot more like our our rush deep or not a rush deep our pass rush defense and then all of a sudden we get Trubisky in there who just goes play action a, a lot of times and bootlegs out and that, that kind of like combated it I think which I mean you look at other teams in the playoffs who can do that I mean Wilson maybe I mean I think that's probably the only one who might be able to avoid pressure that way but I don't think the Seahawks really use him in that way so um, I, I guess I'm not too concerned about what happened today then
0: yeah we'll, we'll have to see um, who the Packers gets, the the Rams will do things similar to that, you yeah, know, with true. the with the rollout bootleg type of plays, you know, you see it in this Packers offense. You saw it against the Bears in this one, you know, that naked bootleg where they have whether it be a wide receiver. A lot of times it felt like it was Darnell Mooney in this game, um, or a tight end, you know, kind of leak out on that naked boots kind of action and it's it always seems to be at least five yards every time no matter what team is running it the rams do run that quite a bit i don't know what the situation with jared goff is if he's going to be able to play in the playoffs whatever that is so we'll have to watch that Um, but other than that tom brady's not going to be doing that drew Brees really isn't going to be doing that russell wilson definitely could be doing that but I don't watch a lot of Seahawks games, but I don't think they do a lot of that type of action. Um, so it'll be interesting, you know, will that help the Packers to have teams that don't have that kind of new age style of, of offense a little bit? Will that help the defense get to the quarterback better? You know, it'll be interesting to watch, but I still think the defense is trending in an upward direction, right? You know, a, a team that chicago fans were telling everyone oh this offense is good now you know (laughs) trubisky's found (laughs) it all these things and look they give up a touchdown and a long drive on the first drive of the game and they don't give up another touchdown like that if this defense plays like that even if even if it's against let's say the saints you know instead of now they give up a touchdown and three field goals to the bears maybe it's you know, two touchdowns and three field goals to the Saints. I feel confident that the Packers defense or offense can score more than that. Right. Like it's just the way that they're playing definitely gives me confidence moving forward. Um, Makes me feel pretty confident um, that we are going to get some meaningful games here in January. Get excited for them. Use next week. Relax a little bit. I know I'm going to need that. I'm also, if you need to find me, I will be sitting on my couch watching football for, I don't even know, 10 hours on Saturday and 10 hours on Sunday because it's triple headers on Saturday and Sunday um, next weekend for wildcard weekend. So have fun, enjoy some stress-free football, do a little bit of scouting. You know, it'll be a good time. Uh, Tyler, before we get out of here, do you have anything
1: else? Nope. Now I know where to find you next weekend though. So thanks for the pointer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that, that will be me. I will just be sitting on my couch watching football. Um, and it's going to be a great weekend. So that is going to be it for us this week. I haven't decided how we're going to do this playoff bye week. Um, maybe we'll look forward to possible contenders. I haven't figured it out. So make sure you check back. We'll plan to have something out on Thursday. If not, we will definitely have a preview podcast out the following Thursday for the divisional round playoff matchup for the Packers but until next time, go Pack go. Number one seed baby!